who can we blame for this? Right? Come on, this is a big mistake. It must be somebody's fault. It's not mine. It was absolutely not mine. I came way late in the game. It was already messed up before I got here. We need someone to blame. If you'll join me on my side, by the way, you'll be on the right side, and then we can create a collective agreement that it's somebody else's fault. I think that's what we could do. We could blame Adam and Eve. That's been happening forever, right? Or that darn snake or that tree, the tree that God said we shouldn't even eat from, and yet why was it even there? It's, it's God's fault. I think we have found the person to blame. It is God, right? Don't you feel better? Of course you don't. Of course you do not feel better because no amount of blaming or pointing the finger ever works. Now, it doesn't work outwardly and it doesn't work inwardly. So I want you to get this message today. No amount of blaming or pointing the finger works, period. You see, the the knee-jerk reaction can often be, well, okay, so I'm not pointing the finger out. It's not their fault, so it's mine. Because it's occurring inside of me now. So that, that's actually a very positive step, people. To go from it's their fault to, wow, I'm the person who's generating this fear, this anger, this worry, this blame. I'm the one generating this. That's a, very pos- that's a waking up moment. But it's not the ultimate landing place. It's just a step that must lead us next to, but I'm as innocent as everybody else is. So... Perhaps if they're not to blame and I'm not to blame, then there's no one to blame. Maybe it's the blame game itself that's the problem. Maybe that's where we're messing up. The blame game is a no-win game. It's a no-win game. And yet, the mind says, if people would just become who I think they should be, then my life will be better. Come on, you have thought that. Give me an amen on that one. (laughs) How many times in a day do we just have the subtle or not so subtle thought that if that person weren't being that way, weren't saying that, weren't doing that, were different, then this would work. Then everything would finally work if that person would change. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work out there. It doesn't work in here. It's like trying to make two plus two equal five. It will never work. And you can try and try and keep going back. Okay, maybe today two plus two will equal five. Come on, law of mathematics, change for me. Change for me so that this will work in my favor. That's what we're doing. That's an insane behavior. To want 2 plus 2 to equal 5 and to want the laws of mathematics to bend in your favor just because, you know, they feel sorry for you or because you've worked really hard at it. The laws of mathematics remain constant and the same for our good. That's not personal. It's not personal. You can hit your head against the wall all day long. Try to make 2 plus 2 equal 5. It will never change because it's not designed to change. However, if you align yourself with the law of 2 plus 2 equals 4, you are instantly in the flow of the law of mathematics can use it for your good. Instantly. As soon as you use the law appropriately, it works for you. 
That's not just the law of mathematics. That's the law of life. That is the law of life. The law of attraction. The law of intentional creation. The law of gravity. All of these laws work for you. But they're not going to bend or rewire themselves because you're not getting it. Because you're hitting your head against the wall sometimes. It remains constant and true. And once we surrender 2 plus 2 equals 5, let it go and flow with 2 plus 2 equals 4. Instant. Instant flow. Where in your life are you trying to make 2 plus 2 equal 5? I know you're not doing it in your, in your, well, you might be doing it in your checkbook. Who knows? <laughs> I have tried that too. But where in your life, where in your relationships, where in your expectations of life, where are you trying to make two plus two equal five? It's a silly equation, but it's a really important question. Who are you trying to change or want to be different? And it's not working. Where in your life are you wanting a a, a different experience and it's not happening? Could you just say to yourself, am I trying to make 2 plus 2 equal 5 here? Even that question, even being curious about that is a great, great step. Because it will start to reveal itself if you're open and willing to see it. So the blame game is not going to work. 2 plus 2 is not going to equal 5. So we need a new game. Well, today, because it's Thanksgiving weekend, because it's Bodie's birthday, how about if we play the gratitude game? Yeah. The most valuable player of the year, gratitude. What is gratitude? It is a state of mind and heart. It's a state of the mind and the heart. And when the state of mind and heart is in the vibration of gratitude, 2 plus 2 equals 4. Love flows. Love effortlessly flows through you. And the world that appeared to be fearful and broken, the world that appeared to not be working, suddenly is making sense inside of who you are. You see, we can't try to make sense of the world out there if there's not sense being made in here. You can't look through a faulty filter or or a, a dirty filter, a faulty mechanism, and try to see something other than that. But gratitude, the state of mind and heart, shifts your ability to experience the world, to see it as something that is working. You literally see the world differently. You see what's happening in your life differently. Gratitude is a state of effortless understanding. When you're in the flow of gratitude, you begin to understand the higher laws that are operating in your favor, including what you're looking at. You begin to go, everything that's happening here is fine. There's something good here, and I'm going to be very interested in seeing that and revealing that, not picking at what's wrong with it, not thinking, well, if I could get this wrong piece out, then the good will be there. Even that little idea blocks us from the flow. Gratitude, a state of understanding, says, I understand that everything's working for me. We talk about this a lot, but I need to keep saying it over and over and over because a little bit of us gets it intellectually, but a big part of us doesn't yet. We don't emotionally get 
that everything in life is working for me. That's an understanding. An understanding that this is an abundant universe, as Paramahansa Yogananda spoke of. This is an abundant universe. And when you get in back of the world of form and you get in alignment with the understanding of these laws, you don't need to see it in the world of form. You know it as a state of mind. And you don't abuse it. It just is a state of abundance and plenty so that I may be about my life in a peaceful way. It's not about hoarding or manifesting a bunch of stuff. People who truly understand abundance don't need a bunch of stuff. That becomes burdensome. Burdensome. Do you remember um, Lynn Twist, when she was here, she talked about one of the number one businesses growing in in the Western world now is storage units. (laughs) Storage units. People who don't believe in the law of abundance. Because they've got storage insurance filled with stuff because they've got more stuff than they need in their home. And when it comes time to downsize, I can't let that go. Oh, I can't. Oh, my my grandmother touched that. Oh, this went that way. Oh, I can't. All these things. All these things. And they block our natural understanding of abundance. Abundance doesn't hold on. Abundance doesn't need to hoard. Abundance doesn't have a storage unit. It is a flow. And the gratitude, the understanding, a state of effortless understanding of what that law is allows you to move really freely in the world. Imagine two people at a starting line going somewhere, because I'm just making it up now, so I don't know where they're going. Um, But one is in the the natural state of abundance and free of, of, of excess, just there, and the person next to them thinks that they understand the law of abundance, but they have a lot of things and a lot of baggage and a lot of extra. And, the, and it's time for the, you know, ready, set, go. Who's going to lead the race? The guy who's effortlessly holding the consciousness, moving through the world easily. A state of gratitude reveals this law. When you allow yourself to vibrate in gratitude, gratitude is a necessary component, component of prayer. It's actually one of the steps in our affirmative prayer, thanksgiving, giving thanks. The reason that it's an important, necessary component of any kind of prayer, whatever kind of prayer you do, end your prayer in gratitude. End your prayer with thank you, God, whatever, however you want to say it. Generate not just the words, but the feeling tone of gratitude because gratitude is generative. Gratitude activates the law of attraction. Gratitude activates the law of intentional creation, which means that that which you desire and see and feel and know shall be yours in the world of form by right of consciousness. Gratitude establishes this consciousness. And it's not a consciousness of, oh, I hope I get it. It's a a consciousness of, ah, yes, yes. Gratitude generates the vibration of that which you want. And when you vibrate in the consciousness and the vein of that which you want, it is yours. That's it. That is the law that works. You think it, you feel it, it's yours. It's a match. It's a match. Gratitude is the energy that causes that. We have so much to be grateful here. This weekend at Bodhi, obviously we've been listing it and talking about it and singing about it. 
our ninth birthday here at Bodie. And I am especially, especially grateful for Bodie. I mean, nine years, that's a lot of my, that's a lot of my life. I have been here consumed in this Bodie, in this consciousness, in this day in, day out. I mean, Bodie will work you over. I know you know, but try here. <laughs> it will work you over. Every single person, my reflection, my reflection, my reflection. Ah! It will work you over. And that's part of what it's here to do. This vibration of Bodhi is here to work us over, to get us out of our story, to, to, to get us to stop repeating the cycles that we've been playing, the patterns of blaming, the patterns of suffering. Bodhi is a high consciousness vibration, and it's lifting all of us out of that consciousness. But the way to do it is to feel it, to see it, to sit in it, to not run from it. That's what this consciousness of Bodhi has given me. One of the best things in the world that it's given me. is And there are times when I've wanted to run. Absolutely. There are times when I've thought of other jobs to do. <laughs> but and I, I say it genuinely. That's when I get, you know, when we hit that wall. But thank God, thank God that when I've hit that wall, something has kept me here. When you've hit that wall, something has kept you here. And when we just stay sometimes, when we just stay, something waves in. A wind blows in, a healing balm. And that deeper why is revealed. That's the working why, why we're here. The deeper why of letting ourselves all just surrender into this consciousness of love where we all get to be absolutely okay as we are. I got an email last week, which was so sweet. Uh, you know, last week when um, our, our Amani Recovere performed, um, if you were here. Believe me, I woke up in the morning going, is a drag queen going to work? <laughs> and then I thought, this is Bodie. If not here, where in this world... Is a drag queen going to be on this stage of a church? Right? (laughs) And this old lady, she was like, whoa. (laughs) But she held her own. Thank you. Um, It was beautiful. It is truly a place where everyone gets to be, gets to discover, who am I here to be? Because we're coming out of a world with all the rules that says, be this and you get that. Get that and then you're safe. Do this, don't do that. All of that conditioning, we get to come here and let that conditioning dissolve. And the greatest gift, the greatest gift Bodhi has given me over these nine years, and I thought I came in at nine years thinking I had a pretty good base on who God is to me. I thought, I mean, you know, I, I need, I'm starting a church for God's sake. I should at least have a foundation <laughs> of this idea. I look back nine years ago and I'm like, I'm sorry. I I tried. I don't know. I don't know what I thought God was in the beginning. I mean, it was what it was, but it was so, it, it, it just has expanded. It has expanded exponentially for me. This thing called God, and what I know today is that's what it does. So I'm now excited to discover who God will be nine years from now. Like, that's just thrilling. That's thrilling. And that's for all of us. We all get to lay down the suffering, external, male, patriarchal God, judgmental God. We get to let that drain from our consciousness and allow the personal, beautiful, unconditionally loving God that whispers in your ear, baby, 
There is nothing that you could do wrong. Nothing. And there is nothing to fear. Absolutely nothing. That's the the God that we're talking about. The God that speaks that to us morning, noon, and night. Whew, that's a great, that's a good foundation to have a life on, yeah? That's what we came here for. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for this amazing consciousness that we, that, yes, of course, gave me, I got to come and birth. I'm so forever grateful. But we created it. We, every person, every person who's been here, especially in the leaders, the all of our core council members, all of our spiritual counselors, every person who's taken a class, every person who's led a team, been on a team, given, given their, their resources to us, every one of us has built this together. I'm just so, so grateful. So I'm going to take a few moments to invite you. I'm going to break the fourth wall. And if any of you, just a few people, would like to share just a moment of what, why are you grateful for Bodhi? How has Bodhi blessed you on its birthday celebration? You can, we have our, our sexy Mike men. <laughs> Raise your hand if you'd like to just share a brief moment. A brief moment. I have just a few of you. Thank you, Mark Anthony. Thank you, Bodhi. Happy birthday. And I'm just so grateful. My heart just is pounding so hard. I'm so grateful for the spiritual family that I have. I just feel like everyone here is in my spiritual family. And that is amazing because I live in the suburbs, and I looked for a spiritual home for a really long time. And um, I found it. And I will never go anyplace else. <laughs> or maybe I will. But for right now, for right now, for right now, I am just feeling so touched and so um, humbled and so grateful for this spiritual community. It has made such a difference in my life. So thank you thank so you. much. Thank and thank you. all of you for being part of my spiritual family. Yes. yes. What is the suburbs? No, I'm just <laughs> Um, I am so grateful for Bodhi. I met my husband here six years ago, and um, I was reminded by Kim Revere what my life looked like before I met my husband and what my life looks like now, and um, it's just amazing. It's amazing. (laughs) I have two more amazing children. You met the first two at the beginning, and... I have two little ones. I get to spend Sundays with my brother and sister-in-law and my mom, and we all love being here. And it really is because of a vision that Mark Anthony had. And so I just, my life is completely transformed because of showing up here. So I'm so grateful. Thank you, Lola. A couple more. I, I hope my words don't go flying out of my brain now, but... I am incredibly grateful. I feel Bodius literally saved my life. I was in the total toilet depths of despair and before I came here. And I just, for the first time, first time I feel such love. And I'm just so incredibly grateful. Thank you. Thank you, Carol. Hi. 
Um, I just want to say the thing I think I love most about Bodie is you all. Oh, the people this place attracts. You're all so awesome. And I'm so grateful to all of you. And I'm so grateful that you followed your vision and you inspire me to follow mine. Mm. Hooray! <laughs> what, did I, what did I used to say to you in L.A.? <laughs> we lived in L.A. He goes, he goes like this. I was at his house. <laughs> and he goes... So I'm going to start a church in Chicago. <laughs> and I was like, that's awesome. Do you have any Chardonnay? <laughs> <laughs> that was the actual conversation. Anyway, I just love this place so much. I love you all so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thanks for being alive, Bodie. Hi. I uh, started coming here nine years ago when they were when we were above transitions and i have to say that bodhi has changed my life it's made me realize that whatever is going on for me it's god in it trying mm-hmm. to show me something and bodhi has just basically given me the foundation and the strength to be able to realize that and realize that no matter what's going on there's the way god's got this game rigged is there's a silver lining in everything <laughs> and God has helped me, and Bodhi has been, helped me be able to have the strength to look for that silver lining no matter what the situation is. And I just love all the love that comes from this place. When I come here, it's just overflowing, and it blows me away, and I love it. Thank you so much. <laughs> Hi, Bodhi. So who else is from the suburbs? Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to have to check that place out. You should go there sometime. (laughs) We've got grass and parking spaces. Parking spaces. So, Bodhi... Bodhi means to me, it is is you. Uh, It is people that I can't imagine living my life without right now. Um, It is love. For me, uh, I got to speak a couple weeks ago, and... um, that's joy, and I would have never found that joy had it not been for this opportunity in the various ways it's shown up. Mm-hmm. And it has been tests, lots of tests. Yeah, lots of tests. <laughs> and growth. So I thank you, Bodhi, as this thing that you are, as the people that you are, as, as uh, people up there making it beautiful. So thank you. Mm. Last one, Amira. Good morning. Um, I need to give a public shout-out to people who gave me a home this year. I've been homeless for most of this year, but I would like to thank Jonna and Francine and Mouse and Tom Bob for literally giving me a home. And I now have my own home! (laughs) Thank you. All right, let's take a deep breath with all this gratitude in the air. Just turn within. And just allow yourself to just feel whatever gratitude you may have going on with Bodhi or with God, with your life. And you know, something else I love to do right now is um, as we begin our holiday season, set an intention in your heart or ask your divine to reveal its intention to you and who you will be over this upcoming five weeks. You choose. Set the intention. This holiday season, I'm here to be 
I'm here to express. I'm here to allow, to receive. our spiritual counselors to stand and anchor the space. Soon as I stop worrying, worrying how the story ends, I let go and I let God, let God have its way. And that's when things start happening. I stop looking at back then I let go and I let God Let God have its way <laughs> Yes, we let God have its way Two plus two equals four Here The laws work in our favor God is an infinite, unlimited goodness From which I am created I am that flow I am that. And as I am, we all are. There's only one power and presence happening. One power, one presence, indivisible, whole, perfect, and complete. It is, its nature is love. Its reality is freedom. It cannot be contained or constrained.